Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Process. All right, y'all, it's time to continue the process. This is your host, Ralph. We are talking football, a little bit of fantasy football, really a little bit at this point, mostly the real deal football. But uh, let's get down to it. We're done with the regular season. We're marching on to the playoffs, so we'll kind of get into it from there. If you're new to the process, welcome. You found us at the tail end of what we do for a football season. This is free quality football analysis, generally week to week. You're going to come here and get a ton of good information over the course of a couple of segments. Free fantasy football picks. Would you rather start this guy or that guy? DFS lineup suggestions. A lot of quality info based off of, I don't know, 20 to 40 hours worth of research every week, depending on what my schedule looks like. So, as I said, if you're new, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ralph. This is The Process. Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment has not only The Process, but a few other podcasts as well. Quickly, where you can find us, www.tigerbombsae.com. You can go there, click on The Process page, watch The Process off the YouTube page there, or listen to it, your choice. And you can also check out the pages for the other podcasts. The True Crime Podcast will be having a new episode soon. We'll be circling back for NASCAR soon. We'll be talking baseball soon. If you are an on-the-go person, like to listen to to your podcast through an app, got you covered. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast, just search for Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. Boom, do the like and subscribe. This will come up. You can get all the new episodes of all the podcasts, not just the process. So there you go. Facebook and Twitter. If you're a social media kind of person, no worries, brah. We can meet you there too at the process TBSAE, both of those sites. All right, that's where you can find us if you're new. If you're not new, welcome back. We love a hardhead. Come get back in the slammer with us. All right, so the regular season is done, guys. Playoffs are upon us. It's been an interesting season, and I hope you guys remember the themes that I think we got to talk about at the end of every season, and they're always the same. It's like, remember, the way the season starts is not the way the season ends. The front runners at the beginning of the season may not be the teams that are in it in the end. Where were the Cardinals in the beginning? What were we expecting from them versus where they're at now? How about Seattle versus where they're at now? So one thing we want to do as fantasy football players, as seekers of championships, right? We're already thinking about next year is really start to think about what happened versus the reality of what we thought would happen. And I'm asking you guys to do that so that you can start to separate yourselves from the feelings part of making picks before next season. That's what is a part of making us successful is just knowing that the same thing that worked last year, even when you win a championship, you cannot just go right back to it. Oftentimes, it's not going to work. The NFL is an ever-evolving thing. The offense are always evolving. The defenses are always evolving. There is a lot of that continuously. And so we got to keep up with, up with it. Consider what happened. That's the first thing we need to do at the end of the year here. And we also want to take stock of who got hot, who fizzled out, right? Stuff like that. So one thing for the NFC playoffs, we saw Green Bay get knocked off by Detroit, one of the biggest wins 
for that franchise in years, guys. The the Packers have owned the NFC North. Just the fact that they knew they weren't the Packers weren't going to win the North this year. But for Green Bay, knowing that if you beat the Lions at home in Green Bay, you're in the playoffs. And for Green Bay, for Jared Goff to walk in there and get that game, that was huge. And I think for the NFC playoffs, maybe did some teams the favors. I didn't think you want to play to Green Bay at this moment, maybe for a round or two. I don't think they have enough to win at all. But just to show you how much pretenders they are, Lions put it to bed, right? And so... A lot of positive directions for the Lions, even though they couldn't quite make the playoffs because Seattle was able to win their game. I didn't think they were going to win that game against the Rams. It looked like the Rams were going to be winning it. McVay coming back. First he wasn't. Now he is. McVay's going to be back. They'll figure it out. This is a part of maturation as a coach. It didn't work this year. Yes, you got injuries. Schematically, couldn't figure out what to do without your best guy. That's a part of it. The thing is not to leave the job, abandon the job, take time off. We know it's hard, but can you get back to that point of greatness? And so it is a rough position being a head coach in the NFL. It does take a lot out of you. Wouldn't blame anybody for making millions and then being like, I'm good. I want to take, you know, some time back and just chill with the fam. I I got millions. I could do it. Wouldn't blame you. But if it's one of those things where you're only, what, 30-something, 30, early 30s, what are you going to do? Take a year off, get tired of hanging out with the fam and come back? This is not a burnout thing. You might think it is, but this is not a burnout thing. I think for McVay, this is a melt back up thing, right? This is a get back in it. Like uh, in sales, if you ever do cold calling, it's like if they ever tell you, like uh, somebody slams the phone down or something like that, or they you know piss you off or you know say something really nasty call out of it right you just get right back into it you just get right back into it you don't sit there and let it fester so maybe something for them Arizona gonna be going in a different direction now getting rid of their coach and it just wasn't working um the problem in Arizona for Cliff Kingsbury is you can't have such an obvious problem with with no solution in sight this same thing got Urban Meyer fired too you know in Meyer's case it was you know being asked by the owner you know what happened tonight what can you do to fix this? And him being like, well, I don't know. That gets you fired, right? You better know. Have some answer. Have some sort of direction to where you need to go. Cliff Kingsbury, you see it on the field. They don't have the ability to make late-game adjustments in terms of him and his staff and his play-calling ability. And so teams figure them out in the first half of the season, and then they're cooked, right? This year was different where in a lot of their games – they didn't do so much in the first half. They would come on in the second. So I'm sorry. It's like you're just switching it around. Now you're doing nothing. Like there's no offense in the first half because you're scared to show your hand because you know that if they figure you out, you out, you don't have enough to respond to their response. It's chess. That's the thing is what do you do when they do the next move? So this is somebody who should be shown the door, right? This is somebody who... You know, maybe you know you start to think about things like Steve Wilkes. You know, he's doing fine over in Carolina. They should just not make him like take the interim title off, make him head coach. I think he's earned that with the way they played this year with nobody close to nobody. But what if he was still running things in Arizona with the with the players and the staff and the drafts that they had? Probably a different circumstance, right? Like some of these guys can't coach football teams. Hackett cannot coach a football team. Shouldn't have been involved. Washington. Um, you get rid of Turner, Scott Turner. Norv Turner was his dad. Reason he's got that job, right? And so, not not as a play caller. The team suffered for that, right? So now you've got to 
and that's the thing in the NFL is just to kind of put a bow on, if we were to say something about the regular season, you have this carousel of coordinators coming in. Everybody's trying to find the new best hot thing. And what it's led to is a lot of people with not a lot of time served and a lot of people coming in off recommendations of other people. But it's, we just haven't seen it yet. This is going to be a large problem with the NFL when there's no patience from owners, from staff. You got to let staff mature. You got to let teams gel. There needs to be more consistency at the coaching position. Those jobs, not very secure. Losing your job after one year is not great. That's not great in terms of job security for anybody ever seeking that job. So now there's an NFL right now in present day where. If you're the coach, how long till like most of these, how long till you don't even make it like most of the season now, right? Like you get off to a bad start 0-4 and they just show you the door, right? That's where we're going. So there needs to be some willingness to take a look at what you have and see if the problem can be fixed internally. I really respect teams that don't have a ton of, of turnover, and that's, there's some problems with that too. I'm not going to p- look at New England as an example, but I will look at Pittsburgh. You know, because this coaching position, and they generally make playoffs every year. I'm not using New England as an example because of the way that they uh, Bill has gutted the, the coordinators and their jobs and their staff. Sometimes there's too much just for him concentrated, and that's something that he did. So don't feel bad for them. But we need to talk about now as we you know turn the corner these teams that got hot right we're talking about the Packers but they're out what about Jacksonville they take care of their division rival I mean they you know they take care of Tennessee fates in their hands and they come away with it playing big the way they had down the stretch with good defense right they've got great play from Lawrence good play from Lawrence I'm gonna say great good play from Lawrence and uh, the coaching staff has put them in position to win these football games so they're getting hot at the right time. Also, their opponent, the Chargers, getting hot at the right time. You might not think the Chargers are hot, but, you know, playing the Raiders, that's a trap game. It's a divisional opponent. They've got, you know, some crazy game history between them. That's a trap game. I'm impressed they won that. They've been able to squeak some out over the last couple of weeks here. Keenan Allen coming on a little bit more. You know, have they set the world on fire? No, but they are hanging around. And that's what you got to do if you want to win a championship. You don't have to look great at the end of the regular season. You just got to be in it, and they're in it. I think that defense is going to take a step forward in the playoffs, but the Chargers are maybe a team that I do not want to have to play right now as they continue to, I think, find ways to win football games. It's going to be an interesting game this week. The other thing out of these three teams I think are hot right now, and uh, these are all AFC teams, look, Cincinnati. Boom. I mean, Cincinnati, they are, you know, in the driver's seat. They're not concerned about any other team. They think the road lies through them eventually, regardless of where they play, and they might not be wrong. So that's a team you might not want to play right now. Joe Burrow is a guy you might not want to play right now. He has not done a lot of losing, going back to his college years, going back to winning the trophy with LSU. He has been on a tear. So something to consider there um, as they try to get back to the Super Bowl. Real tale of two cities when you look at 
Rams and Cincinnati. Rams not able to replicate, have some key injuries. Cincinnati, you know, lose a guy a few weeks here or there, but stay relatively healthy, continue to get better all year, steady quarterback play, and boom, they're right back where they want to be. That game against Buffalo would have been interesting. I mean, we're going to see it eventually, I think, but that would have been real interesting. So those are teams I think are real hot. I mean, NFC, you could argue, I mean, you know, Dallas and Philly, I wouldn't say those teams are hot so much as they're good. They're good football teams, not taking anything away from them. But these three teams we just talked about got it going down the stretch, in my opinion. San Francisco, I'm not going to put them there. It's a good football team, but I wouldn't say they're hot. Seattle, they have won. I'm not going to say they're hot, though. So, so there we go. <clears throat> a little bit of would you rather. Let's do that. How about we do that? We can still play with that segment each and every week. So, Stefan Diggs or Saquon Barkley. Diggs is probably in the better space here, but I like Saquon Barkley more this week. I mean, Diggs relatively quiet in some key matchups, um, you know, this year and even against even against Miami. But I think that's just because not because teams like figuring out how to play him or whatever. Miami figured out how to play him. I don't think it's that. Miami's just so bad. Uh, you know, against all facets on defense in the secondary or against the pass, rather, against all positions. So it's kind of like you don't have to lean so much on him if you're going to pay him more attention anyway. These other, other matchups are currently easier. So it hasn't been the best road for him playing these Dolphins. I'm not saying he's in a bad spot. I, I, I think he might surprise some people on Sunday. But if I had to choose between the two of these, I'm making a lineup, right? I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. We just had the benefit of seeing uh minnesota and the giants play recently but uh, based off that body of work based off his body of work this year and the matchup i'll go saquon jeff wilson jr for miami or kj osborne osborne not a terrible matchup but he's too far down the chain i think of production and so i'll go with jeff wilson obviously still splitting time with most 39 reps but you can not just attack in the air against buffalo Especially if you got Skylar Thompson, your third race quarterback, running out there if you're Miami. So you're going to have to run the ball a little bit. I like Jeff Wilson. DJ Dallas from Seattle or or Juwan Jennings. I'll say Jennings here, um, even though I'm not real big on either one of these guys, but I get it. Our choices are limited on these small game slates. Like if you're playing a DFS or something like that, right, then these picks don't matter. These are probably two of the cheaper picks, right? Maybe somebody doing a Millie Maker or something like that. Of the two, I would take Juwan Jennings. Just more opportunity. Um, fading DJ Dallas. Chris Godwin. I don't I would I could see scenarios where I would play Juwan Jennings this week. I just don't see myself playing DJ Dallas. Okay. Chris Godwin or Evan Ingram this week. Ingram is in a tougher matchup against the Chargers as they match up against the tight end pretty decently, like right outside the top ten, like twelve, I think. Godwin, though, in Tampa Bay, I think their work is going to be cut out for them playing up against Dallas. And they can't, you can move the ball a little bit um, <clears throat> if you're Brady and company versus Dallas. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be a huge pass rush. Dallas is very good against the run, very good against the pass. But Godwin gets the looks. And so I would say between Godwin and Evans, Evan Ingram, rather, give me Godwin. Okay, Joe Mixon or Justin Jefferson against 
the Ravens, I'm going to say Papa Joe Burrow leads the way over Mixon. So I'm less interested in Mixon, but I think Jefferson can clown the Giants again. So I would go Jefferson. Tyler Boyd or Hayden Hurst, both Cincinnati players, who's going to be better in this matchup against the Ravens? Give me Tyler Boyd over Hayden Hurst. Uh, just like his potential in the slot, even or on the outside, versus Hayden Hurst in the tight end position. All right, Mark Andrews or Elijah Mitchell. I don't believe in the Baltimore offense anymore. I'm finally, you know, they're probably going to go off because of it, but I'm finally out. So, you know, there's no Jack Lamar Jackson. You've got maybe Huntley if you're lucky. Um, And it sounds like he's leaning towards going, but still we haven't seen it all year. And if it's Huntley, maybe I like likely more. So I'll go Elijah Mitchell here. Mike Evans or Elijah Mitchell? I'm going to go, you know, in this one, I'm going to say Evans because I'm thinking about what I just said between Mark and and Elijah Mitchell. So this should tell you how down I am on Mark Evans. Now, to go back to Elijah Mitchell and Mike Evans, Evans has been inconsistent. Will the opportunity be there? I think so because they'll be trailing. And so Brady will have to have one of those voluminous type games where he's trying to reach this guy. But time and time again, we've seen the connection haven't been there. Past couple weeks, it has been there. Um, So I think on the strength of if it were more upside, right, like if it's a tournament or something like that, let's go Mike Evans. But in this scenario, if it's like a cash game, 50-50, something like that, Elijah Mitchell. George Kittle and Kenneth Walker. Walker. Kenneth Walker is in a tough matchup against the 49er run defense this week. George Kittle, though, has got one of the best matchups for tight ends. Um, Seattle is not very good against the position. I look for Brock Purdy to be able to lean on that matchup, and uh, so I would take Kittle easily here. Easy. Chris Godwin or Kittle? Kittle. Easy here. Evan Ingram or Zay Jones? I'm going to say Zay Jones here. Uh, Chargers a little tough against wide receivers in the slot, so that bodes not as well for uh, Christian Kirk, but the outside receivers probably do a little better versus the Chargers. I think that's where the opportunity lies, along with the run games we'll talk about in a second. But Zay Jones, basically. And then finally, Kobe Parkinson or uh, Juwan Jennings. I would go with Parkinson. They use him in a split with Fant. I think um, there's an opportunity to be a part of the offense there. Maybe stand around, catch a touchdown. I'd rather have that over there I think if I had to pick between the two in all formats. So... That's our would you rather for this week. And if we just quickly look at these games that we have on tap here, these six games. So, um, you know, we look at Saturday, Seattle at San Francisco. Guys, I don't see Seattle winning this football game. They didn't win any of the matchups this year of the two. Um, Came a little closer in the second one. But I don't think Geno and the boys have what it takes to get over the hump of this San Francisco defense. As I said, Ken Walker is going to have a tough day. So we, I do believe that they're going to have to try to uh, pass it a bit more. So look for Geno, uh, maybe a little bit more West Coast offense, try to move the ball down the field. But that said, I don't know how successful they'll be. The tight end, like I said, Kobe Parkinson and Noah Fink going to split time, maybe just stand, standing around catch down. You have Metcalf and Lockett. Are the two Lockett seem to do a little better in these matchups with the 49ers as um, – they tend to pay a little bit more attention to Metcalf deservedly. So of the two of those, I'd rather have Lockett. But I can't see Seattle scoring a ton of points here. And I do think San Francisco at home is going to win. McCaffrey's in a great matchup. 
they can just lean on him here. Kittle's in a great matchup. Um, you know, you want to look at, you know, Ayuk, but they're getting Samuels back. So I just think that there's too many options for Shanahan for them to lose this game. I don't need to belabor it and talk about it more. I just don't really see a path to victory for Seattle. The thing that they have going for them is third time, right? You're facing a division rival for the third time, and you want to try to get over that hump. Any NFL team is going to be hard to beat three times in a row. So you hope they can knock on the door and at least pull one away. But I think they're like one to seven in the last eight. So it's just not looking great for Seattle. Unfortunately, I think even though Geno's had a Pro Bowl type year, it comes to an end probably Saturday afternoon. Later on, Saturday, Chargers at Jacksonville. So look, I think in this game here, everybody likes Jacksonville. They're a darling right now. It's been a nice coast at the end here. And they are not in a terrible position. Vegas likes points in this game. I think there can be points from both sides. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm looking at the Chargers, I think. I think they continue their quiet little run through the, uh, through the through this season here. Just continuously get better. Eckler is actually finished as, as uh, RB1 on the year. So I don't know if you guys realize that. But what they're doing is quiet yet consistent. He's going to be in play. Uh, I like him. He's, he's a fantastic play. They're going to have to lean on him for sure. And he can catch passes for sure. I Like, he's in play. But also, Keenan Allen in the slot is in play. And uh, I don't think they're going to have the services of Mike Williams. And so if you want to give a bump up to Palmer or Carter, Palmer of the two, you could. But I just really feel like, you know, Eckler, Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett, uh, very well could be his day. Good matchup against Jacksonville for him. So... Those are some of the guys they might lean on. I think their defense takes a step further, though. They haven't really been great on defense. We know they're a little more susceptible uh, on the ground, right? And so this will be about can they stop the run because Jacksonville's in a good position from that perspective. Etienne, it's a great position for Etienne. So from that perspective, they're going to have to step their game up. They're going to need everybody healthy, strong, and ready to go. As far as the receivers go, as I said before, Zay Jones, I like a little bit more than Christian Kirk, but Kirk, you know, probably not in a terrible position either. Um, I, you know, at the end of the day, Jacksonville's got this home game. Um, they've been playing a little hot. It's going to be close, and their defense is playing well. They've been able to take the ball away. They've been able to uh, come up big in crucial moments at the end of the game. But the problem is, I think that um, – you know, been able to come up big in these passing scenarios or against the pass or using the rush or getting a pick or pick six. Eckler, man, like Cleveland, like L.A. can just run the football, and I think that's where we're headed. And so, you know, Los Angeles might be getting back to the Super Bowl just with a different team. So I'm going to take the Chargers on the road here. I think they get on the radar of some people finally as the defense shows up here. Um, Jacksonville great season thus far obviously they don't have very much experience um i don't want to just say oh that you know charger's going to win because of that but i just think that teams step it up in the playoffs and it's all just so jacksonville that they're finally like you know it's one thing to not realize you're in over your head and to keep working and keep working but it's going to catch up to them and crystallize saturday night so i'd like the chargers Moving into Sunday, Miami at Buffalo. So 
you know, Miami starting Skylar Thompson, as we said, not even Teddy Bridgewater. I'd rather see Bridgewater over uh, Skylar, but that's neither here nor there. I don't think that gives them a great opportunity to win this game. The receivers banged up to end the year as well. So you got that going against you. This is why in the last segment we were talking about Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert. Like they're going to have to try to stay balanced and run. You can't, you can't just you know, pass it all day. Jaseki, try to get him a little bit more involved. The defense is going to have to step up. I don't know that you're going to be able to do that. Josh Allen, probably the most dangerous person in the playoffs right now. So we like him for sure. I don't see a scenario where Miami can stop him. They haven't proved they've been able to stop him. Uh, they split the regular season, but Miami had two for the first one. Uh, they lost the second one. Uh, they first one was before the injury when they were still feeling very high powered, right? Not a lot of these hiccups. Second game, this is more of reflective of where the team has been in the past month or so. Um, it's on the down. It's on the outs. They got into the playoffs. That's great, but I don't think that they go any further past Buffalo here. It's in Buffalo. Buffalo's motivated. I think that obviously they want to do this one for Hamlin, but. Um, no, this should be a Buffalo day. We like Allen. Diggs is in a great spot, but they just haven't had to use him in the matchups. I'm weary to say who are these receivers because he really can just have his pick and go anywhere. Dawson Knox throw him in there too. You know, touchdown dependent for sure. But uh, Singletary and Moss, you, you know, the thing about it is the way to attack Miami is probably through the air, so I look for them to do that. If there is some rushing yardage, I'm thinking it's more Allen than the running backs. If you want to pick one of the backs, I know people. I know Moss has been coming on, and he, you know, he outtouched Singletary in Week 18. But I thought I think it was just more of just the scenario, the week, um, a little less at stake than we'll be here on Sunday. And I just think Singletary takes that role back a little more. So pick him over Moss. But the two of them, I don't think. Um, you know, I'd rather have Allen rushing than them. So. Again, Josh Allen. That's the way we like. He's the guy that's going to beat Miami. But the reason I'm not going super heavy on Buffalo outside of the defense, uh, and you don't really need to go heavy on their defense either because they haven't been great against the past past couple of weeks either. But the reason I'm going heavy, not going heavy on Buffalo offensive players is just because if they get up enough, I mean, they're playing a third-string quarterback, right? So if they get up enough, they might pull people, right? And so I don't want to be stuck with um, – Guys only have to play a half or something like that. Worst case scenario for a game that we're pretty sure Buffalo is going to win. All right. Giants at Minnesota. The rematch. This is going to be a tough football game. Giants, they know that the way to beat Minnesota is through the air. Uh, Danny Dimes, not a bad game the last time. Try to lead a comeback at the end of the game. There was a few key plays where Patrick Peterson showed up. Like a few key plays. Like a corner blitz. There was also um, an interception, like, but he also surrendered quite a few plays in that game too. And so the Giants, uh, if I'm them, I'm looking at this as a game where you let one get away. Their kicker kicked a 61-yard field goal to win the game at home, right? Like, you feel like you did everything to take that one to OT. If you're the New York Giants, you got to feel like that one, you know, just barely slipped through your fingers, but you don't feel intimidated. You show up ready to ready to win this game and if you're coach dabble you remind these guys we pretty much won this game the last time so coming here and doing this is nothing new let's go back to work let's go back to business giants should show up richie james in play i like um hodgkins though hodgkins though isaiah hodgkins i think that's his name these guys producing against this minnesota 
secondary that just you know they have no they have nobody so they can be had in terms of production um so Hodgkins out there along with James um these are the guys that you want to look at for sure also Slayton for sure those are the three um Bellinger back at tight end he's healthy now he caught a touchdown in the last game that they played and he that was his first game back he could also do the same thing, I think. Uh, maybe get more involved in the pass game now. So wouldn't mind playing him if I needed to. But also um, Danny Dimes, like I said, just distributing it uh, against this weak Minnesota defense. Now on the Minnesota side of things, Dalvin Cook was a little worried in Week 18. He left the game against the Bears, but he came back, finished strong, got a cleat to the leg or something like that. So he should be fine, not worried there. That being said, I think that he he can you know be in play a little bit here. Minnesota, the last game with the Giants, the Giants put pressure. We know Wink Martindale wants to blitz. Kirk Cousins, if you want to rattle him, that's the way to try to do it. He didn't throw picks last game, though, when these two played. Um, And he did get multiple touchdowns. But they were able to um, hurry him uh, several times and and, and a couple of times and put some pressure on him, you know, to make some key plays here and there. And so so that's going to be similar case here, right? They're going to try to send blitzes at him and ruffle him up the cool thing is for them they have a dory jackson coming back and so i think they can be a little bit more effective at what they want to do so i don't think you change the lineup because you have an upgraded personnel so you can go back to the game plan that's kind of working before really keeping you in the game right um justin jefferson is gonna do his thing right but outside of that not worried about Thielen. Hawkinson would be the second option, but again, against this defense, um, they pretty they were okay against the tight end. It's not like the best matchup or the worst. Uh, but Saquon, Saquon Barkley, he can get them on the ground. He had a nice breakaway run late in the last game they played. Something like that would go dividends for his team this week. So I like him for sure. Of the two backs, Cook or Barkley, I would say Cook. Oh, I'm sorry, I would say Barkley. But uh both of them will need to show up for sure. I, you know, this is going to be another fun one. Hopefully, we get a thriller like the last game. But I just am going to stick to my guns. And what, by that, I mean Minnesota hasn't. At points, you think they're for real. And then at other points, you kind of like, well, who is this football team? And in this game against the Giants, they were down early. They came back. I think the Giants go in and win this football game. I don't think Minnesota's going to be disciplined enough to pull off this same victory against the same team, even though they're at home again, even though it's in the playoffs. Um, it's just something about Minnesota that, I, you know, one part of me wants to just go against some of what I've been saying all year, that they're a pretender, they'll fold, because they have had some tough moments, like against the Bills and stuff. But as I look at it, I just, like, you know, the Giants kept fighting, fighting the year. They kept fighting, they kept fighting, they kept fighting. If you want to put some team, I'm not going to say they're hot, but you know that's a team that is hungry for it. That's a team where I believe Dabble will have his guys ready. And so, from my perspective, uh, I'm going to say they're going to go on the road and win that game. Baltimore at Cincinnati, no Lamar, maybe Huntley. We're hoping Huntley. So, a little bit of an upgrade there, but I still don't like Baltimore's chances with that in mind. Um, you know, Gus Edwards, we don't know what his situation with the concussion is going to be in terms of clearing but uh, you know maybe you know we see more jk dobbins is what i'm thinking so he's in play regardless of the outcome of the game mark andrews is back i'm still looking at likely though 
the receivers, I don't want to get in on that. Baltimore's anchored by their defense, but the other they're not they are great, but they're not legendary on their defense. And so Cincinnati's going to score some points. Baltimore, I'm not sure what they're going to be able to do offensively. So Cincinnati's defense, obviously in a great spot. But more importantly, Burrow, he's going to be able to win the game, and then I think they can pull him. Pull him. I'm not going to get overly invested in him in DFS purposes. Like, they will get up. He will, in the way to beat Baltimore, not necessarily to run. So I don't see that. I think he uses his compliments of weapons and gets the job done that's Burrow. So by his compliments of weapon, we mean Chase, Higgins, Boyd, right? Those are the guys that we like. I like Boyd more than Hurst, as I said in the last segment. So that would be the way I'd be leaning. If anything with Mixon, it's like goal line touches or touchdowns. As he's shown all season, he can do it multiple times from the goal line. So I wouldn't be surprised if he like ran into from short distance, right? But ultimately, um, this is a game that I think Joe decides early, and then maybe they even pull him. Baltimore not going to have enough. Their defense is going to do their best to show up, and it's a division rival. You know they hate that, but they dropped both of those to Cincinnati this year. And uh, No, I think they split, actually. Baltimore won the first one when they had Lamar. But this is a different ballgame. So we're going to take Cincinnati to move forward. They have been hot. They're going to stay hot. And then finally, Dallas at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, the one thing we can say is they got a home game. So they, they got that going for them. But Dallas has been the much better team all year. Tampa Bay has struggled in many facets of the football game this year and they haven't shown that they have what it takes against top tier teams that can beat some of those bottom tier teams and dallas is you know top three in the nfc right so it's going to be tough for them there's going to be a tough pass rush for sure for tampa bay i you know i think they've got to try to run it a bit with Fournette. they've got to try to get it to him on screen so i like him he's in play here but also godwin Evans, like I said, more tournament play than cash play. Like maybe he catches something over the top. We know they're going to try to get it to him, but he's not been very consistent. Godwin is the one. Who knows if Julio is going to play and how effective that's going to be. We can't really rely on anybody else on that team, though. Just not a lot of punch there. Not a lot of punch, right? In terms of Dallas, though, um, I do think Lamb is in play. They'll be able to pass the ball around a little bit, I think. Even if you know Prescott makes a mistake or two, I still think they'll be able to, which I believe he might, but they'll be able to pass the ball around. Uh, Zeke and Pollard in play for sure. Um, I think those guys can both get double-digit fantasy points um, and try to attack Tampa Bay on the ground um, at certain points in the game. But th- this is nothing menacing about Tampa Bay. There's a lot of offense from Dallas. There's a lot of defense from Dallas. And so they just, um, I think, will overwhelm this Buccaneer football team. Who knows if this will be Tom Brady's last game with them. He'll be a free agent. You know, maybe he goes somewhere else. Maybe he stays there. Maybe he retires. But backs against the wall, we're going to see. Now, if they can pull that off, you know, that's an incredible uh, victory for them. But I just don't see it happening myself. So, you know, we'll be moving on from divisional after this, but that's how I see the the wild card shaping up there, guys. And uh, so, if you're playing DFS, you know, just remember some of those tips we had this week um, as we we're talking about those segments. I'm just opening up DraftKings real quick, um, just to kind of give you guys an idea. Maybe some guys you might want to focus on this week. Um, I'm gonna play, you know, the couple of games Saturday, and I'll play Sunday too, but. You know, Saturday, I'm liking, you know, guys like Cousins, Wilson. You got to be different in the lineup. There's so few games that you got to separate yourself somehow. And so, as I mentioned, Hodgkin, Hodg, Hodgkins a few times, 
we like him. But, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson, Bill's defense, you know, this is what I'm rolling out, right? And then in terms of, um, you know, Sunday, if you want some ideas, you know, you can, you know, again, I think Geno's not going to be highly owned and they're going to have to pass. And so I like the idea from a production standpoint, maybe Perrin would lock it. Um, but your Etienne's, your Ecklers, as we talked about, mentioned them a lot. Elijah Mitchell, I like him also uh, chiming in because McCaffrey's definitely in play. Uh, he can definitely have a great game. But if they get up, if they get up, then I think we see more Elijah Mitchell. So I have a lot of interest in him as a salary saver. You can play him and McCaffrey if you want to, but don't forget Elijah. All right, guys, that's what I have for you this week. Uh, we will reconvene, talk about it all next week, review the divisional round if you're playing uh, DFS. Good luck to you. All right, guys, peace. The process is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment.